Street House Podcast, where we gather at the table to hear each other's stories. I'm your host, Angie Smith, and I am so glad that you're here. Please pull up a chair and join us. Welcome to the Retreat House Table. Today I am excited to be able to continue this conversation about grief. And today I have two friends from church with me. Rich and Cheryl Brunko are joining me. So welcome to the show, Rich and Cheryl. Hi, thanks for having us. Thanks, Angie. Yeah, so I stopped into Cheryl's office and at church and we I was we were talking about the podcast and grief series and you, Cheryl, had asked me if I was just doing human loss. Right. And then we started talking about well what other kinds of loss is there? And then we started brainstorming and we were talking about job loss. And then you just started to kind of share the journey that you and Rich have been on. Right. Over the last few years about job loss. And I think it's a topic that's not talked about a lot. And it is not. It is not. Yeah. And then another night, the three of us ended up in your office mm-hmm. and we sat down around your little round table. And Rich, I just appreciated the way that you just started sharing and thought, God, this is this is really valuable and something that people don't usually talk about. And, mm-hmm. you know, men, I think sometimes, mm-hmm. too, don't. They don't. Yeah. And so, yeah, I really appreciate that you guys are here and willing Thanks to... Thanks for having us. Yeah, well, share We'll try to get through it with one box of Kleenex. Okay. So oh, shoot. I didn't grab Kleenex. No, it's okay. okay. Well, there are some down here. I can you grab have a tablecloth. We'll yeah. just use that. <laughs> yeah. It's cotton. It's absorbent. There you go. <laughs> so maybe I should just give a little background. This might be helpful to... This is to lay down the foundation for kind of how we ended up where we are oh. and... Rich and I both went to Bethel University. We both had our degrees and ended up getting jobs in our degrees shortly after college. I finished college first, worked for, to put him through college, and then he did a rec therapist degree at the UW La Crosse mm-hmm. and got a job in that for five years. And so then we, we'd been down there. We moved back to the Twin Cities. And after working in that field for five years, was it, the hospital that he was at closed. Mm. And so... It put us into this tailspin, and we had a four-year-old and a two-year-old, and it was like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? You know, he's lost this job. And there just wasn't other jobs in the Twin Cities in that um, in that field because it was kind of a women's field. It was kind of something that insurance was no longer paying for was rec therapy. Mm-hmm. And so— I didn't realize that this—I didn't realize that your story went so far This has been a long back. time. That's yeah. That's why—that's why it's been so challenging. Yeah. It's been a long time. So that was in 1991, and then you got into a series of, I just take a job because I have to, to feed my family kind mm-hmm. of things, and I was working freelance as well, and so we would kind of keep, you know, toggling things together to try to make ends meet, and through the years, he got into some different sales jobs, and there would be a job that would be like, oh, this is so perfect for you, this is so great, this is wonderful, and then the dot-com fell out, and mm-hmm. then then there was like this domino of taking jobs just to take a job and then it would disappear and they would want somebody who had this really great sales you know they kept calling it the Brett Favre of sales is what they would say you know they wanted that kind of a sales person because it was the 90s yeah it was back <laughs> way back on. Mm-hmm. and then yeah so that so you there was just this domino of jobs and then it got to be taking jobs out of desperation that weren't a fit so then you end up, of course, they're not going to work out for anyone. Mm-hmm. And it, it just kind of got into this spiral. And um, I'm trying to think of, like, if there's been a pivotal absolute bottom line on this, but it, 
like what rock are, bottom. Yeah, rock bottom. I'm trying. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Like what's been the rock bottom? Because there's been a lot of rock bottoms. Mm. I mean, every time you lose a job, it is rock bottom. It never gets any easier. And I've heard people talk about losing children. And I remember hearing a woman once who had lost multiple children, and someone said something to her like, "Well, it must get easier." Mm. It's like what a horrible thing that to is. say. First of all, mm-hmm. no. It and and I don't want to compare this loss to human loss i want to be really careful about that this does this does not compare but it is still grief but it is still it grief. is still a lot a loss mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there is still grief right attached to it there is and to be the spouse standing alongside a person watching them go through this it it's just it's just heart-wrenching because you can't do anything to make somebody hire them or or make somebody keep them in a job or work with them better to help them learn the things they need to learn. You know, because mm-hmm. like you get into these jobs where there's there's not a support system there. And it's like, it's, it's not going to work, you know. And so it's just frustrating in that way. But, but there is. It's a huge amount of grief. You've got financial, huge financial losses and issues and griefs for that reason. And you've got, there's just so many things that people cannot even begin to imagine. Mm-hmm. You know, like this time of year when everybody's talking about the vacations they're going on, I just want to throw up. It's like we don't do that. We've never done that. We don't mm-hmm. take family vacations. We don't. There's so many things we don't do because we don't have that consistent employment. You don't have that, you know, nest egg that you need. You know, like mm-hmm. what's our retirement going to look like? There's so many things like that. But um, I'm just going to let Rich share a few things about what this has been like for him as yeah, far as Yeah, because I mean I'd be interested when I when I was younger, my dad actually worked at the Army Ammunition Plant in Arden Hills oh, as okay. a, an assistant fire chief. Mm-hmm. And when they closed it, his job was eliminated. And how old were you at this time? I was 14. Oh, okay. And so he was in his early 50s. Mm-hmm. And great that, time for a guy to lose a job. Oh my really? gosh. Yeah. So then he ended up working for waste management and driving trucks and I grew up in mm-hmm. Stillwater he was driving to Shakopee to get the truck drove it all over but I mean I really resonated with what you were saying about you take a job because you need to support your family you need to do what you have to do for your family to get by and then he took jobs that with um, he was a custodian at the high school and then at the elementary school and ended up Retiring, for, uh, retiring from there because mm-hmm. he has a kind of I Air said quotes, quotes yeah, because yeah. <laughs> he has that kind of personality where he just always has to have something to do. Mm-hmm. But you know, as a 14 year old watching my dad go through that and knowing knowing that it's hard, but not completely understanding, and then also as an adult looking back, the value of what that says about who he is. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was willing to do whatever he needed to do to support. Mm-hmm his family so i guess i just sure. like want to say yes. to you that that sounds like so he's admirable a, a man a man of character and and somebody that was able to really adapt and use whatever skills he had available yeah but that i mean hard i mean as a right. daughter watching my dad right. go through that so, so what was that like so for that's, you? so that's another thing i don't know if we have time to talk about that but i know it's affected our our children our mm-hmm. boys and we frankly we haven't had that might be a, a secondary place to go, but I think I think for me, um, as Cheryl said, I, I I started in therapeutic rec- recreation. That was my favorite job. I loved my manager. I loved working with the people. I learned more about myself more recently over the last five years, and it affirmed 
my skills in that area. Mm -hmm. Yet I knew I could make the transition to sales because I'm a relational person. I have woo, a positivity, yeah. all those kind of things, uh, futuristic. So I would say I'm a better man than I was 10 years ago, that I know myself better. I mm -hmm. worked with a, a coach from 3M. The two things that came out of that was that I have persuasion and that I want lo love soul social service. So I, I took a hard right and said I want to start working with nonprofits or faith-based organizations. Mm -hmm. So I, I went to St. Thomas and took, took some classes there. And so that's been really fun because I've worked with three or four faith-based organizations and I've helped them. However, the money's been minimal, so they're small organizations, so I'm continuing to interview in that space. So currently, mm -hmm. I'm working at UPS as a recruiter. I started as a package handler. Our friend Stan encouraged me to, to work there, and it's, it's been good. I'm interviewing for other jobs as well, and now I'm driving for Lyft, and so I'm picking up people oh and my talking gosh, with which, them. I mean, for your personality, mm -hmm. that just seems so perfect. Yeah. Like, yeah, so it's it's been fun. I started right after Christmas. Again, my journey isn't done. I pray and ask and search for something consistent mm -hmm. that would allow us to pay our mortgage, literally. But and, so what what does that look? Because, you know, we're talking about the loss and the constant loss and the grief that comes along with that and the grief and the struggle. What... What has that looked like for you? Well, it's been different for both of us because mm -hmm. I think women come alongside women better in times of trouble. And they, you, a woman finds out somebody else has got something going on and they're over there with spaghetti sauce and pasta and mm -hmm. everything that a person could need and what can I do for you? Can I babysit? Do you need, you know? Right. And women really come alongside. Men tend to... Um, shun other men who are going through unemployment because it feels like they've got leprosy. Mm. And we we saw this in particular at the, ch the last church that we were at where the men just stopped talking to Rich when they like when he was going through times of unemployment. And that's the time when you need that right. support and mm -hmm. encouragement mm -hmm. and love and hey buddy can I take you golfing more than any and they didn't want or the networking right right piece of it and only people only men who have been through unemployment get it and do that mm -hmm. whereas women tend to rally around women regardless if they've been through the situation themselves or not mm -hmm. they tend to kind of pick up the pieces and do that and I think that that's what's been really hard is I'll get some support from friends mm -hmm. and family and rich won't necessarily yeah. and he's and and the nature of our two families too is my family's more likely to be supportive and they have helped us hugely financially I, I can't even tell you how much my mother and father have helped with giving um giving us money in times of need helping with groceries on a week on a monthly basis cars mm -hmm. use cars, cars appliances whatever yeah whatever need. they can do you know like whatever they can do to help and they've been able to do that in in the past and that's been awesome whereas on rich's side there's been like well uncle rich can't hold a job kind of comments mm -hmm. so we have really different reactions from our own families mm -hmm. and when you it, it's just there's such a range of help and non-help and understanding and honor and you don't know who you can talk about it to and who will get it right and who will not for me it's been you know on all levels I've had to search my soul spiritually emotionally physically you know what are the what are my limitations what mm -hmm. what am I responsible for what's my employer responsible for so I've done a lot of work with counselors um, with coaches, with friends, mm -hmm. to say, 
you know, what's really my part in this and what I don't want to be a, a victim either because right. that sounds weak. That sounds like, you know, mm -hmm. I don't want to stand up and say I'm a victim. But when I look at other peers, the telecommunications and IT industry was very critical and hard on a lot of my peers. So I, I'm mm -hmm. not the only one. Mm -hmm. I, I might be an extreme case, but a lot of people were let go for because there's mergers and acquisitions and other things. But it's been challenging because I've dove deep into my spiritual, you know, what are the sins? What are the, you know, what's God trying to teach me? What's, am I listening? Am I ignoring? We've had prayer walks. We've had people pray for, we had gone through with different groups praying for us. We've had, we've tried so many things. I've had hands um, laid on me, oil mm -hmm. on my head. I've fallen prostrate. I mean, every, every which way I can to try and cleanse or figure out what is it, Lord, you want me to know? What is it you want me to hear? I continue on despite those challenges, yet the blessing is that I've been a coach and somebody that people come to me. Probably mm -hmm. one to three times a week, I'm able to help people that are underemployed or unemployed. I've led groups. I started one at the other church. Mm -hmm. I'm working um, on a group at our current church uh, with some leaders there. So. The neat thing is, again, I can come along people that are that have gone through this. Right. In a way that other people just can't because right. they don't Correct. understand it. That's been a joy. I tell them there's two or three things you can control, others you can't. One is your activity, and the second is your attitude. Mm -hmm. And, of course, I added the third one is, you know, you can pray. Mm -hmm. you got to ask for help. You, you can't just do it alone. You can't just sit in your basement and click looking for that next job you have to get out and push yourself especially if you're a introvert mm -hmm. well and it, that seems so counter-cultural to ask for help mm -hmm. and I think then it seems weak yeah it mm -hmm. does mm -hmm. and, the, and men don't want to ask for help especially in this area no well and I find I, I mean I don't either like I you know yeah. I I know that it's not weak but it still feels weak mm -hmm. and there's actually been times and this don't take this the wrong way again, but there's actually been times that I've wished we were dealing with cancer because I feel mm -hmm. like there was there'd be more that we could do for it than unemployment, than cons than terminal unemployment, mm -hmm. because with cancer you have doctors that rally around you and you have a team of professionals and you have and people are understanding and sympathetic, and and I don't really wish we had cancer. Right. No, I get but, that. I get that. But I I've wished that we had a system and a way to deal with it that was socially acceptable, that there was this a path. a path and, and mm -hmm. people in place that you could pull this all together and, and, and fix this. Mm -hmm. And there is no fixing this. And, and because of that, it's a unique kind of grief when, you know, getting back to the grief part of it. And I think, there, I think every time he's lost a job, like the first couple times, it would be just like you go numb. It is grief. It is. And mm -hmm. I think... Mm -hmm. Like when, you know, I had a period of years where I had a lot of human loss mm -hmm. and had a lot of grief. And I now when I have other kinds of loss, I realize, oh, I'm grieving. Right. I didn't, I couldn't name that it was grief before I didn't understand that. So it is grief. Mm -hmm. I mean, you are mm -hmm. going through grief. It's yeah. a different kind of loss. Yeah. But yeah. it is still grief. Yeah. So you've talked about praying and being anointed with oil and... How has this affected your your view of God? I, I think of a couple of things. We talked earlier about 
being at the rock bottom. Mm -hmm. So what's my rock bottom? And I'm always finding sellers. <laughs> we can always go lower, Angie. <laughs> yeah. it's like, That's our word it's of like, encouragement it's for like, today. Thanks, there's Cheryl. One, there's one lower. Oh, no, there's one lower. And and But I want to say this because there's some comfort in it, and um, I think it's encouraging because Cheryl stood by me mm -hmm. um, and that God hasn't left me, mm -hmm. right? Sometimes that's all there is, is God's there with me, right? Mm -hmm. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. So I think, you know, that bottom and being able to just say, you know, I've got three friends that I can call on. Mm -hmm. And I talk to them almost weekly. We encourage each other and help each other. But basically, I get encouragement from them saying, you know, you're a good guy. It's not you, Rich. It's their loss. Keep going on. Mm -hmm. I'm encouraged. Come and have lunch with me. You know, you make me feel good when we are together. Mm -hmm. So it's you those have value, right? Mm -hmm. So it's those kind of things. And I also struggle with ADHD. I had to figure out how to manage that, mm -hmm. and how much of that was responsible for some of this loss and some of this unemployment. But back to the spiritual piece. I can't believe that this is all punishment. It's just, you know, that it's just something that this is the course that we've given us. He wants us mm -hmm. to keep pushing through. And Cheryl will attest to this that I'll find out that a job's gone and the next day I'm back out there. Mm -hmm. He is. I also want to go back to yeah. what you said that I don't think it's punishment either. Mm -hmm. I don't think that, you know, we see time and time again where people are asking Jesus, well, who sinned? Was it her mom or was her dad? Or right. why is this right. happening? And time and time again, it's right. it's not because of that. Right. We, we've also had the privilege of seeing friends really come alongside us. You find out who your friends, friends are, are. Mm -hmm. right? And we've seen friends come alongside us. And a few years ago, I was working at Bethel University and there was it came it became known that we were going through this job struggle and huge financial ramifications because of it mm -hmm. and and it, and it came out of a really raw devotion that I gave one day mm. I had I had been asked to do devotions and I was like no I don't want to do it and this like gal was like oh come on it's no big deal you know and I just spoke from my heart and I sat down and I talked about the struggles that we were going through and the very and I, I can't even right now I can't redo the devotion but it was mm -hmm. just very very raw about this is the lessons that I'm learning during this time and people when I finished were dead silent and I'm like well that was good <laughs> I think I just bombed uh. there devotion bomb <laughs> but later on and throughout the next two weeks people would come to my office one by one and they were like thank you for your honesty people mm -hmm. are not that you know people don't know and that's that probably why it was silent because nobody we don't know what to do they with didn't that. Know what to say and I, I remember sitting back in my chair and my, my mm -hmm. hands were literally shaking because mm -hmm. I was like okay I just bared my soul in front of these people about the really awful crap that mm -hmm. we're going through mm -hmm. and and how how scared I am and how I don't know you know where is God right now what mm -hmm. where what, what's he doing for us and shared some of the prayers that we have been praying and things like that and over the next couple of weeks people would come to my office and they would say thank you for sharing that thank mm -hmm. you for sharing that very open and raw thing and being real with us because we're not Christians are just not great at being real no. you know mm -mm. and then people would start dropping 20 bucks on my desk mm -hmm. and it was like okay then I got groceries for tonight and and we still had three boys at home and and it was just really 
touching. And then we got this group that started doing this, led by my sister Judy, who is an absolute prayer warrior. And um, she wanted to have this group read the book, The Circle Maker? Oh, by, by Mark, Mark Batterson. Batten. Yeah, ba Batterson. Batterson. You're right. Right. So she wanted to read this book and have everybody gather around us, and we were gonna. It was gonna get us, you know, th through this this horrible time. And Mike Graham was part of this group, and some others. Um, we just were in awe of the way people. First of all, how Judy can pray on in an email. She's like the best email prayer ever. <laughs> she would take Psalms and then put our name Names in and there. And rewrite mm -hmm. it. Just it was very encouraging and. During the time, and I think it's a 40-day thing, if I remember right, yep. wasn't mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. And during the time, we would have, like, days of feeling so low, like, I can't even get up and go to work today. And he'd be like, I, I can't search another day. How are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? What are we going to pay? How are we going to pay for this? There would just be this hope that would come. And we just could feel people praying. Mm -hmm. At the end of the 40 days, we got a job and everything's wonderful. Amen. Goodbye. Nope, that's not how no. it works. <laughs> so at the end of the 40 days, the, the jobs that we've been praying for during that time dissolved. Mm. However, I would but. say that we found hope. Let's just say it was 10 days or 15 days mm -hmm. or 20 mm -hmm. days that we thought, hey, this is the one. This could be the fit. This could, and, and it's interesting that God gives us those temporary gifts. Mm-hmm to get us mm -hmm. through, Another even day. though it's not a match. Mm -hmm. They choose somebody else, mm -hmm. that's fine, but it lifted our hopes and lifted our, it carried us through for a while. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I can't tell you how many times Rich has come in number two, which kind of makes you feel like number two. two. But <laughs> Have you said that a lot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have said that a lot, actually. But yeah, it, it's true, we did, we did get the hope, and I think one of the lessons that I've learned through all this is we tend to pray so specifically, Lord, give me this job because mm -hmm. I think it would be a really good fit for mm -hmm. me. Lord, put this here because I think that would work, you know. And that's not how God works. He wants us to give our hearts to him, give our lives to him, and let him do the work that he wants to do. Mm -hmm. Complete and, surrender. Right. And we don't need to tell him what that is, even mm -hmm. though we want to. And mm -hmm. we want to say this is... This is what we need, and this would this would work out really great, and the timing on this would be really wonderful. Now, through that, we've also seen some timing of some different things, some different financial things that I won't delve into here, but you could see his hand even in the really, really yucky, horrible, darkest times mm -hmm. of the way he's moving you, even through that, you know, not pulling you out of it, but mm -hmm. moving you through it. And so it's been... You just you see his faithfulness. You see you see provision by his people. You mm -hmm. see his faithfulness. You see that he that you know we haven't given up on each other. And I think, you know, that's that's hard. This is this is this is stuff that people get divorced over, mm -hmm. and the amount of time that we've been through this and everything. And I think that that we've stuck by each other and not said, well, there's got to be something better out there with another person, or you know. I think that we both realize that. We've committed to each other. We're committed to God, and we'll keep plugging away, mm -hmm. and we will get through this. So we're studying uh, Romans in BSF, and Paul talks about enduring, mm -hmm. and I think we've endured many things. And like Cheryl said, we pray for something specific, or we think that must be the answer to our prayer. Yet something else comes along, or there's a change. And, and that's that was Paul's prayer. It wasn't, 
take the take these shackles from me take these you know scars from me mm -hmm. it's let me endure you know i'm nowhere near paul but i th i think i've learned how to endure through this yeah how do you keep picking yourself up and going back out there and looking and searching and and keep doing what you need to do to keep, to hold house and home and family together mm -hmm. you know but so I, it has really affected our children our we have our three sons they're 30 28 and 22 they are incredible hard workers and don't have that millennial sense of entitlement like other kids do mm -hmm. which is interesting because they haven't seen it handed to them and like here you go this is this is well mommy and daddy will make it all better for you mm -hmm. and they've had to get out there and be entrepreneurs with their own painting business and i just see them they really have tenacity for we're this we're proud of them mm -hmm. yeah we're really proud of of the them so i mean i don't want to say here's this wonderful thing that came out of this <laughs> but we do see that they have had to become stronger, more resilient young men. You talked a little bit about the decision and the that you kept that the two of you have stayed together, and that a lot of people, other couples maybe who have gone through this, may have ended up divorced by now after going through everything you've gone through. If you're willing to, what has it looked like with your relationship as you've walked through this? Hmm. I, I'll start. I'll try and start here. Um, I think I've been given grace by Cheryl many times. I've been, been given grace by my sons many times. And because of these losses, um, I've been an angry man, which means I haven't responded well to my family. Um, yet, they, they forgive me. Yet, uh, I believe I'm a better man today than I was 10, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. I'm able to admit that I make mistakes. Not that I'm a failure. I haven't said that. Mm -hmm. I said I make mistakes. Mm -hmm. I've learned. So I think for our marriage, I wish I could offer Cheryl more. I wish I could So do, do I, Rich. <laughs> So you That's just not an example of the grace. <laughs> That's married, an example of it. You need humor to get a, stuff. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah. She married a rich man. Uh, just by name. But name, name. By name only. Um, yet we can still laugh. Mm -hmm. We can still joke. We can still find joy in a fireplace, a walk with the dog, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And fortunately... Our appetites for other things or other people has not gotten out of control. Mm. Our appetites for other things or other people? I, I well, I would say, you know. I just in, need in, some clarification. In yeah. situations like this, people sometimes go to stuff, right? Oh, they want to mm -hmm. go find stuff. Yeah. And, to fulfill. Especially men, they want toys mm -hmm. or shopping maybe for women. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Or you want to go. You want I'm just saying food. maybe food. <laughs> just maybe. Yeah. Coffee. <laughs> Barbecue, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, or, or you you going to find affirmation and love and encouragement from other people? Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the things that have changed over the years is just our friends, you know, coming and going. But again, I mentioned three friends that I have that I go to, mm -hmm. right? And sometimes it's it's hard to find couples. You know, mm. Cheryl has yeah. her friends, yeah, and we have some couple friends that 
are great and understanding and loving and caring. And I think that's helped our marriage because for Cheryl to carry it all, mm-hmm. it's too much, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. right? I can't, I can't let her carry that all the time, even though she does. She needs a break, and sometimes I need to go talk to a buddy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you talk about the, or I had previously mentioned the idea of preferring cancer over job loss, mm-hmm. that just as hypothetically. Another thing that when we've been in the midst of the thick of this and when Rich has been in a really angry spiral, I have actually thought, I wish he would just get up in a plane and go away. Mm-hmm. Not that I wanted him to die. And not right. that I wanted, I just, I just couldn't stand the pain mm-hmm. of watching him suffer, of being treated the way he would treat me. And there's been times, it's just, that was, I just would think that, like, could he just get up in a plane and go away? You know, just disappear. Mm-hmm. And just to make the pain stop. Because I know the divorce isn't necessarily the answer. Um, it just creates a whole new set of problems. And um, I did voice that out loud to a friend once, and they were, they were like, really? And then she goes, you know what? I've actually thought that, too, about my <laughs> husband now and then. <laughs> so it's not, an, not a terribly unusual thought. But, yeah, sometimes when you just don't know what else to do with the pain, you just it's like, how do you – you just imagine it flying away or, mm-hmm. you know, a relief. that kind of thing. A, a relief. relief. You just it. need some relief from it. So I think there's many times, and I just didn't realize the tone of my voice. Mm. In my head, I mm-hmm. thought it was, sounded like something else, and then I was corrected. I think there's times when I thought the worst of someone, and I should be thinking the best of someone. Mm-hmm. And so that communication error uh, caused anger, frustration, miscommunication. Um, so, and and some of this is is systemic from my family of origin. Mm-hmm. And how we dealt with stress, and how we were told to pe- basically perform in the home. I tell them, you've been with me longer now than you were with them, so <laughs> there's that. <laughs> so something to be thankful for. Yeah, <laughs> something to be thankful for, and that we're no longer those patterns are no longer an excuse. Is kind of mm-hmm. what I'm getting at. I don't want to face retirement with feelings of disappointment or failure or feeling like you know we have nothing to look forward to and again the fact that we have each other to walk down the sidewalk I think is is encouraging so that's that's helpful to me because I think one of the worst things would would be to be lonely on top of it Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. what advice would you give to someone who might be facing a similar kind of path who's dealing with job loss who's dealing with not able to find the right fit or that constant loss like job loss? Um, some of the things we already talked about, again, it's it's taking a look at you need to know who you are. You need to know what you want. Mm-hmm. You need to know how to go get it and how to keep it. Those are the four things that I needed to learn. And it's most importantly... I need to know who I am. So that took some coaching, that took some digging, and the better I knew myself and could talk about my strengths, the better interviewer I became, the more confident I became. Mm-hmm. I, w- I came out of that depression, and I can interview really well and present myself you can. well. 
He can. And I so, hear him on interviews, and I'm just like, wow. So I think you need to be able to do those four things. I mentioned activity, get out of the house. Your mm -hmm. attitude's the most important thing. Again, having other activities, volunteering, um, getting involved in some clubs. If I wanted to go to a conference, I would volunteer for the conference if I couldn't afford the $250 entry fee or mm -hmm. the $50 entry fee. But I'd volunteer a day before and then get into that conference. Mm -hmm. So continue to pursue those things and give back. Again, taking the idea of just yourself, you can always find somebody doing better. You can always find somebody doing worse than you. Mm -hmm. But give back, and whether it's at you know church or wherever. So those things helped me, and we're all created for a specific purpose, and we need to understand what that is. So we're not failures. Mm -hmm. We're some. We're we're actually a gift to people mm -hmm. here around us. Mm -hmm. And what advice would you give to somebody who's walking alongside somebody? So I, I'll, I'll give some practical ideas. If you mean it, pray for me. That's mm -hmm. fine. That's great. But also, what practically can you do? A little thing like a twenty-dollar gift card for gasoline mm -hmm. or groceries or yeah. th those practical things or you know what I know it's important that you need a network and you need an invitation to meeting somebody at 3M or Medtronic or I know somebody so being able to say I'm not the best networker I'm but I might know somebody yeah. everybody has a multi-million dollar network everybody knows somebody and people mm -hmm. don't realize don't that. shut it down yeah. just because I say I'm an IT salesperson they say oh IT I know nothing about IT I, don't, I said no I'm a salesperson mm -hmm. so many times we have to help them understand that they can help us network to that next role mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so this sounds similar to, I mean your advice sounds similar to what other people have said is is be available Right. Be available for the conversation. Mm -hmm. Be available right. to help in, in ways that you're able to help. A you get a job because of who you know mm -hmm. and a personal connection. You, it's, I don't know anybody who's ever gotten a job because they just applied for something on a, on a website without knowing somebody. Is there any advice that you have about? I've kind of been in charge of fun, mm -hmm. I think. And That's a good job for you. Yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> you can kind of see that, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I've had to be the fun person. I've had to say, nope, we're not going to sit and mope in front of the TV tonight. Let's go mm -hmm. do this. Let's go do that. Try to find free things to do. And it's challenging because sometimes I just want to sit in front of the TV and mm -hmm. mope too. Mm -hmm. But I can't let that happen to us. And so I think that keep trying to find social things to do. Keep trying to find other people that we can talk to. Keep trying to say, kind of do the Scarlett O'Hara, tomorrow is another day. Mm -hmm. You know, like how, how can you help him see that tomorrow is another day? There's another chance you're, you know, more biblically, a new day dawns and joy comes in the morning. That, mm -hmm. you know, you have that opportunity for joy um, every single day. So I don't know, I think that Celebrate would the little things. Celebrate the little things. Are there any last things we haven't talked about or haven't said that um, the journey's never done? You know, I, I mean, and anybody could lose their job at any time. And if you help somebody else out, they may be coming back to help you out another, you know, mm -hmm. beyond. It's the, a pay it forward. It, it is. A, it mm -hmm. is. It mm -hmm. is. Thank you so much for coming. I I feel like it's a privilege to have you on here and sharing your story and 
being as honest and as vulnerable as you've been. I really, really, really trust that this is going to be encouraging to people who are walking the same road and I hope so. I hope so. And educate those that are around them and kind of open people's eyes to ways that they could help. Mm-hmm. Sure. I hope so. And one thing I'm always going to offer is that if you have questions, I make myself available. There's tons of resources available. I'd be glad to take your email. I'll make sure that all the information is okay. in the show notes too. Yeah, gotcha. so people so, want to get in touch with you. Um, I'd be glad to help anyone that's needs help or that just needs encouragement for how to keep going yeah well thank you so much i appreciate it Mm -hmm. thanks angie thank you for listening to the retreat house podcast any links mentioned in the show can be found in the show notes we want to thank isaac turley for his music at the beginning and end of the podcast if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe and we'll see you next week on the retreat house podcast